Welcome to Real Estate Power Talk, hosted by Blake Hawkins and Jessica Holcomb. And our podcast is about all things real estate, retail, investing, marketing, anything that has to do with buying or selling real estate in today's day and age. And we share it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but mostly just our successes. This is a shortcut, folks. This is it. And today we are going to be talking about door knocking and open houses and working in the neighborhoods, the local communities, um, getting to know people, going around asking them if they want to buy or sell a home. So we're going to go over both. Blake, why don't you share some of your door knocking tips? Door knocking tips. Walk up to the door and knock. Knock. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, it's very simple. Um, you know, door knocking is it's 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 one of the basic things of marketing, especially in real estate, and it's highly it's very 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 effective. Um, well, it works. That it it that's a two way sword, right? Because it can be very effective if you're knocking on the right door. Yes, yes, yeah. It could be highly effective. Um, you know, but if if you're if it's not targeted, then it could be a waste of time. You know, if you look, you run around, and start knocking on random doors. It's going to be a long day. Exactly. Um, I think I had an agent one time that went to go door knock, and they went up and down their streets in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, well, did you, you know, pull a, um, any lists? Did you try to focus your time? And they said, no, they just went up and down the streets in their neighborhood. (laughs) Right. And so I I shared with her at that time, okay, so let's refocus. Let's get you to working smarter, not harder. Right. Yeah. I mean, because for door knocking to be effective, you have to to knock on a targeted door. Um, But if you do, it is very effective because the whole point of marketing is to get in contact with a potential... uh, client, customer, seller, buyer, whatever it is. So let's talk about yeah. which doors you would knock on. Okay. So for me, I mean, the doors that I like to really focus on is absentee owners. Okay. So f- how that looks like is John Doe owns a property off of ABC Street. That property is vacant. And I go to his current residence and I knock on his door. He answers. I say, hey. The key is you go to his current residence. I go to where he lives. Not the house in question. No, because there's no one there. (laughs) Or the owner's not there. Or there's tenants there. Or there's tenants there, right? So I go to his current residence. I knock on the door. He answers. Hey, is this Mr. John Doe? It is. Hey, great. My name is Blake. Hey, I, I drove by your house over off of ABC Street. Would you be interested in selling it? That's it. And, you know... It's highly effective because the whole point of marketing, you can spend money, and, and there, there are points where you need to do that. You need to do things like that. But, but if you can get into contact face-to-face with someone to me that I know that would actually be a high candidate to, to, to do a deal with, I'm just going to go see them in person. It is so much faster and so much more effective. Didn't you have a deal one time where you were calling and calling and calling, and then you just showed up at their house with a contract? Was that one of those people? Yes, yeah, so this this deal we um, I was I was following up with them for three, four, five months at a time, literally consistently, and there was this 
uh, mystery neighbor that they had that they didn't want to sell to me because this mystery neighbor swore up and down that he was going to buy their property and fix it up. You know, there's always a neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. There's always a neighbor. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, she kept telling me, no, Blake, we can't because, you know, Mr. Neighbor is going to buy it. And months and months and months go by. And I was like, this is nonsense. So I just drove to their house with a contract. And um, they're very nice people. And I, I met with them. And uh, they're very polite. And they're like, you know, Blake, you know, we, we had this neighbor. I was like, listen, he, I don't know what his deal is, but I know I'm serious. Here, I got a contract right here. And I had it all filled out with my signatures on it. And um, they took me serious, and they we did the deal. And we closed uh, two and a half weeks later. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. And then didn't you have another one where they somehow you had to track them down, um, and then they lived close to you or something? And you went to knock on their door, and they were surprised that you found them or something? Yeah, I mean, well, that's happened numerous times. Um, yeah, they, they, there was one where they live in River Oaks neighborhood area in Houston, and, yeah. and I, I live fairly close, so I actually drove by. and So, you know, and that actually ended up being a deal, too. So, I mean, look, you just, I, I, you just need to get in front of people. And uh, door knocking is not everything, but it definitely has its place. To me, it's a very targeted um, thing you want to do. I mean, for me, if I can knock 50 doors and 50 people answer, I feel pretty I'm confident I'm getting a deal. Yeah. I'm getting at, at least, least one, one. At least one deal, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and for agents, you know, we we wouldn't be... I mean, we could, I guess, look for distressed owners. Right. Because you know, obviously they need to sell really quick, and we could try to help them do a short sale. That's right. Or something. But um, typically, we would door knock... Um, I actually had some cute little hangers made up, for when we have an open house. And so basically it says, pardon us, we're having an open house nearby and we would like for you to come join us. Nice. And help choose your neighbor. So come on over. We'll be here from two to four, whatever day, and we write it in and then you can staple your business card on it. Okay. So my agents use those and they can door knock, you know, everyone on the street um, where they're going to host an open house. Okay. And we always have them put up signs like open Sunday or open Saturday. We have um, custom signs made up right. that say, you know, what day and what time it, we're going to be open. And we put them up by Friday night in front of the property so that everyone on the street driving by can see it and be like, oh, they're going to have an open house this weekend. We want right. to stop by. And the reason why you would want to allow nosy neighbors to come in is because a lot of times they're interviewing for a list agent in the future. Got it. So, or they're really, I mean, yeah, sometimes they are just nosy, but a lot of times they say they're just a nosy neighbor. And then after you build rapport, they're like, the truth comes out. So we're going to be selling next summer. Yeah. You know? And so it's always good to take care of those people too, you know? And then, the only other doors that we would really knock on are expired listings that show up in the MLS is they had a listing contract with a broker. It didn't sell. It went off the market and it expired. So we know, obviously, that person wanted to sell their home. So we could stop by and ask them, hey, right. you know, can we tour your home? Are you still interested in selling? 
build rapport, and then try to get them to sign a contract with us. That's awesome. I mean, you know, I just think it, 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 the power of open houses, if you're a real estate agent, or door knocking, if you're a real estate investor, is you are just you're taking time out of the equation, and you are to me, it's a shortcut. You know, I can sit there and I can play phone tag with someone back and forth. But if look, if I'm ten minutes away from the person, just let's go see them. Mm-hmm. Let's just go see them. You know. And um, for me, it's been it's been extremely effective. I mean, from what I have, and I keep track of all my numbers. Every fifty doors that are that are that are answered is a deal. Mm-hmm. Every fifty, and sometimes it's it's actually less than that. Um, but fifty just to be conservative. So you know, if I know if I can get fifty people to answer a door, I'm going to get a deal out of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, typically expired. Uh, listing owners are going to be very motivated. Right. And they're also going to be more open to listening. <laughs> right. You know, like, okay, your price needs to be here or you need to make these changes and then you're going to be able to sell your property. Right. You know? Right. So it's kind of an easier one because they'll actually listen to you, you know, and your advice, um, you know. But let's talk about open houses now. So... Let's say that you get a deal and let's say that you fix it. Okay. And then you're going to put it back on the market. Yep. And then what are you going to do? You're going to have an open house? (laughs) I don't know. Or is your agent going to do it? The agent's going to do it. I ain't doing no open house. (laughs) No cookies for me. (laughs) Open houses are amazing. And the reason why I love open houses is because it allows us to sell the property, you know, because let's say you have a buyer agent and they're showing 10 houses. They're not going to have all of the details about the house, um, you know, for each 10 of the 10 homes that they're showing. Right, right. So if you have an open house, that is your opportunity to be able to actually sell the property for your for your seller, for your client. And then also, it's a great opportunity to overcome objections, you know? So you might have somebody walking through and they're like, well, I don't like this purple paint. Right. The seller will paint it for you, you know? Don't worry about that, you know? Or I wish there was a door here, you know? Oh, the seller will put the door back, you right. know? Like right. you can literally overcome their objections immediately, you okay. know? So um, when we do open houses, like I said, we do... We put the sign up the Friday night before, and then we have custom directional signs that we use to direct people through the community from the first main street. So let's say that there, um, you know, there's like a main street that has like a YMCA on it and an elementary school, you know, we would start at that street going into the neighborhood and then put a sign on every corner with arrows directing I've people seen them. I've seen them, yeah. to the house. Yeah, yeah. And then once people get to the house, then we've got our open Sunday and welcome in, come on in, you know. And then um, we actually have a, a, a very specific training class on how to handle open houses. Okay. That I'll have to put something special out for you guys because it's a training class that we offer for our agents on how to handle clients when they walk in and how to greet them and how to tour them 
and how to obtain their information so they don't just say, oh, no, thanks, and then run off without right. giving any information. Right, right. <laughs> and so we, we basically have like a whole system down for open houses that goes into great detail, and it works because I used to work for the builder. You know, I, I sat in a model home all the time. And so it's like I was doing an open house every all the day. time, yeah. <laughs> and so we were trained how to do that, you know. And so that's kind of the basis that I use for our open houses. Okay. But it's pretty cool, and it helps you to um, collect their the client's information, and then usually by the end of the tour, they're asking you for your card. Right. Can I call you? Will you be my realtor? Yeah. That's awesome. So would you say open house is a uh, a foundational marketing tool for a real estate agent? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Especially if you're new in the industry and you don't have um, a lot of money to start marketing or farming or printing or doing anything like that. Um, open houses are free. Right. It's just your time. That's it. Was you it two know? hours? Yeah. Come on, Two hours. That's nothing. <laughs> I used to do open houses twice a day. Wow. Both days on the weekends. Okay. When I was by myself, I didn't right. have a team. I would right. have one in the morning on Saturday, afternoon on Saturday, morning, Sunday, afternoon on Sunday. And then I would show people in between. Like, I was so busy. I just had to take care of everyone, you right. know? Exactly. And so I had to do what I had to do. But you get deals that way. Well, yeah. Absolutely. I was closing... Over ten million dollars by myself. Dang. <laughs> Dang. So, um, yeah, but open houses are a great way to, you know, also get great honest feedback on the house, so that you can go back to your client and tell them, "Hey, seller, everybody said this about your house." Okay. Yeah. You know, because we sometimes we don't know how the market's going to take a property, and when you have open houses. You can actually hear their real feedback, right? And a lot of times, some agents that show if they're you know setting up a showing, and you're not there, they don't give you authentic feedback. They give you canned responses, right. like showed well, they liked it, but we didn't really get to hear all. You the didn't dirt. hear the truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we we need to hear the dirt. You know, That's like right. we need to know what do we need to do to help this house sell. Right. You right, know. Right. So. I am a positive believer in open houses. I think they are amazing. I think they're a necessity. I think that they're a plus for all parties involved, you know, including the clients coming in because it gives them a chance to come by and look at the house too. That's awesome. You know, so. Okay. So if I'm a new real estate agent, I mean, what? You're not going to have any cookies at open houses? No. (laughs) Maybe pizza. <laughs> little little Caesars, if you, if you hot did and ready. An open house, you would have pizza. Yeah, there hot and ready for people that yeah, came to it. So good and and, and, and crazy pro- bread. You'd probably put a sign in the front yard. Get your pizza here. Yeah, get your pizza and here. Everyone would come in. Yeah, yeah, free pizza for everybody. <laughs> I remember party. one time, <laughs> I had an open house and I had some neighbor kids help me because I wanted to do. This is before I had a team. Okay. So I wanted to do an open house and so I had them sit an open house down the street from me and then I was at this other house. Okay. So they call me. And they're like, "Hey Jessica, there's like a sign in the front yard and it says free beer." And I was like, "What? Yeah. We'll go take it down." He's like, "Okay." So then he took it down 
And then he calls me back. Um, they came back and they put it back up again. Dang. <laughs> okay. And then he... So anyways, come to find out it was the corner house and we had put a directional sign on their corner and they were like trying to play a joke on us yeah. you know, or whatever. Well, then I ended up going to an HOA event, like a national night out event. And I met the girl that was doing, it was a girl. Oh, wow. A lady. And she was the one that was doing it. And she's like, I, I um, started talking to her and I had no idea. And all of a sudden she breaks down and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm the beer sign lady. And I am so sorry. You're so nice. I didn't mean to do that to you. And it was so hilarious because we, were, we just didn't expect that from a cute little lady. You right, know? exactly. That's hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, but it was funny because that's how the guy found out. Like he came in and he's like, hey, is there some free beer in here? You know? like Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you're going to attract people. It may not be the right crowd, but you're going to get people in the door. You know? I mean, whatever you got to do, you know? You know, I, I just think that... So, but you were saying earlier, if you were going to do an open house, you would... Free pizza. Get pizza? Free pizza. Hot and ready's $5 from Little Caesars. Get some uh, crazy bread, two liter Dr. Pepper, and we're good to go. You know what? Whatever works. That's right. Get exactly. Exactly. Some people use balloons. Okay. Balloons. You know? Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, when I was selling cars, you know, my G, my GM was a, like, he was such a believer of balloons. And he really? was so, he, and he, I, he gave us a bunch of stats on it. And uh, he swore up and down that when you put balloons out on a Saturday, your sales go up. Really? And I, and I actually believe him, maybe because, he believes it so much, he made me believe it. But um, he would make us, after our sales meeting in the morning, he would make every single person commit to putting two balloons out. Two. And two. And then so we had 30 salespeople, so we had 60 balloons on the floor now. So we tie them up to the chairs. And he swore up and down. He, too, was very serious about it. And if you didn't put the balloons out, it was a big deal. He was mad at you. He's very mad. He was upset. Very upset. So he loved those balloons. And, you know, I, I think it does. It lightens the atmosphere up. You know, gets the gets the. You would have balloons in in the space or outside. Well, I mean, obviously outside there, there was always kind of some stuff going on, but I'm talking inside on the sh- on the floor room, the, the showroom on floor. The showroom floor. We would we would tie balloons to the chairs <laughs> at all the desk, okay. and the car door handles and all this. Oh, I see. And it would just like he he, he swore up and down. I by mean, it. I can see the psychology of it because it's like, oh, balloons celebrate. It's yeah. a present for me. Let yeah. me get myself a car. Yeah. Today. Let me get this Nissan Altima SR <laughs> with alloy wheels. What about the big red bows on them? The big. We had those too. Absolutely, yeah. I love the big red bows. Yeah, people love I it. I think those are cute. So, you know, look, I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, I think we live in such a, we live in a technology frenzy world where, um, you know, we sometimes tend to forget how highly effective these foundational marketing tactics are. But, I mean, look, door knocking and open houses that's you know that's that's the that's the that's the that's the foundation you know you're getting face to face getting belly to belly with people um i i just i just believe it's a highly effective and a highly quick way to get a a deal under your belt that's true you know i agree so let's talk about planning for an open house or planning for a day of door knocking okay what would be the first thing that you would do to get started on that First thing I would do is I would I'm not the first thing you you need to do is you need to clarify how many doors you want to hit for the week. Okay, 
So how many do you usually hit in a day? The most I've ever done was a little over 30. And that may not sound like a lot of doors, but when you're in the Houston city limits and you're driving, you know, all over the place. Well, Houston is like... Yeah. It's far apart. It is, right? (laughs) Now, there's there's, 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 there's apps you can use that will uh, optimize your routes to where you can go door to door a little bit quicker. Okay. So that's the only way you can get that many doors in. So if I, if I hit What it, app is that? Uh, it's called uh, uh, Road Warrior. Okay. Yeah, Road Warrior. So you can plug in 10, 15 addresses at one time and it'll optimize it from first to last as far as- Wow. You know, it's pretty cool. That's it's, a cool app. Yeah, it's very good. So the only way you can hit that many doors is if you use an application like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, you know, that's, a, that's an eight hour day. So- First thing you want to do is you want to clarify how many doors you want to hit in a week. Uh, once you figure that out, then you just need to set a day or, or days to go go make it happen. The best days of door knock are going to be Saturday and Sunday. Really? Yeah. I mean, look, door knocking, I've done it. Door knocking on a Tuesday uh, Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock in the morning, it's just not very effective. Nobody's home. No one's home. You're going to leave a lot of letters, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. If you want to get in front of people, the absolute best day is Sunday. The absolute best day. You and you will, know what? I agree. I think the absolute best day for open houses is Sunday. Yeah. From two to four. And that's that's because yep. everybody goes to church. Yep. And then they go to lunch. And then they go look at houses. That's it. They're out and about. <laughs> they're not they're they're in that time period of the week where they're doing those things, right? And or they're home. So that is the best time to do it. I've gotten I've gotten just my, some of my best deals have been at that time period of the week. You know, you go door knock, you get face to face. Um, you get to see the seller, um, and it, it's it's highly, highly effective. So, yeah, you need to figure out how many doors you want to hit. You need to figure out what days, which I'll recommend Saturday and Sunday. And then you need to have your list ready, and you need to optimize your route. And then you just drive, you walk up, you knock. And then you leave a note. If they don't answer, you leave a note. Do you just carry like a notepad with you and just write an, it then and then? To me, it, to me, it's so much more personal when you just write it down. Don't leave a fancy letter. You know, I just did a deal recently in spring, and when I went to the uh, the seller's property to contract a deal, um, you know, he showed me the stack of letters. You know, he had one letter. True story. He had one letter that was the same format and the same letter from three different companies. Are you kidding? Yes, and it was a you know fake handwriting. Uh huh. Hey, Bob. My name is preprinted. Preprinted. I'm like, dude. I know it works because people do it, but I'm going to beat that all day. Mm-hmm. Because when I show up and I don't have pre-printed letters, I'm going to beat you. Mm-hmm. You're, where are you at? You're off watching TV. You're not You're not even connected to your business. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to take those deals all day, every day. You know. And so, look, there's nothing wrong with all that stuff. But my thing is, whether you do the door knocking or whether you have people do it for you, write it down. It's more personable. People respond to that. When you leave a letter... And it's handwritten. People are going to call you back. Yeah. And and I say, listen. All I say is, hey, Mrs. Homeowner, my name is Blake. I came by around two o'clock. Please give me a call. Here's my phone number. That's it. I don't talk. I don't tell them anything. Anything else? They hey, this know. is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do this, and I see your house. Up. Stop. They're like write it, and, and they'll call so you. They're like calling you. They do. Like, who is this? Who what is this doing? guy? Why do you do leave a note on my and, door? And always, every time the call is. Is is this Blake? <laughs> yeah. Do, you came by my house? <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> and then that's, that's, that's every time. It's universal. The same response every single time. You, you, you're just blank. You came out. Same thing. And then what do you say? Oh, yes, sir. I did. I came by your house. Hey, I was just, uh, I was coming by. You know, you have the house over off of ABC Street. And I, I, sh- I, sh- I shut up. Well, yeah. What about it? I was just coming by to see if you would be interested in selling it. Mm-hmm. Well, haven't really thought about it. <laughs> I, got, I mean, I, I mean, it's just empty. Well, yeah, you know, I pay cash. Okay, cool. Boom, done, deal, done. <laughs> when can I come over? Yeah. I'll bring my contract. Yeah. <laughs> done. And I'm helping them liquidate their property. They ain't got to worry about it no more. So I'm providing a service and value to them. You know, it's it's a lot of times they're not thinking. They're not, they're, they, their life is busy. They're not sitting there thinking about their property off of ABC Street that's been sitting vacant for four years, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and if it's inherited, it doesn't, cost them anything oh, if, really exactly and and i'm dealing with one of those right now in freeport maybe just taxes or hoa taxes fees. yeah but i mean in the one in freeport the taxes are like 200 bucks a year oh, <laughs> you i know? wish oh my gosh yeah so you know they just they, they just don't deal with it and then when i when i come to them and i present to them hey this is what i could do they're like so i can get money out of this mm-hmm. yeah Oh, well, shoot. I mean, the house is just sitting there anyways. All we're doing, the one in Freeport, they're using as a storage unit pretty much. Oh, wow. So go get you a storage unit for 68 bucks a month and let me pay you seven grand for the house. And you can have seven grand. Boom. There you go. Go on a trip. Go on a trip. Have a nice dinner. Go on a cruise. Go on a cruise. <laughs> pay off some debt. Pay off some debt. <laughs> Create more debt. <laughs> <laughs> You know? Well, I would say planning for an open house would involve, you know, of course, getting it approved with the seller, um, putting the sign out the Friday before that says open Sunday, two to four. Also, it is a big deal to actually put it into the MLS because um, the MLS feeds into all the different real estate website. So it feeds to Zillow and it feeds to realtor.com and it feeds to Trulia and it feeds to all these places. And then they'll actually say open house and it puts like a little tag on it. So anyone driving around, if they have the app, they'll say open houses near me Mm. and it will pull up. So sometimes if people are on an avid search for like, let's say a certain school, they're going to want to know what's open this weekend. We want to see everything. So have I think you should have your open houses put into the MLS by Wednesday. Okay. Because that gives enough time, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, for people to see it, plan to come by, you know? And so that kind of optimizes your, um, you know, showings, like how many people are going to show for your open house. That's a nice little... Uh, Secret. So, yeah, so <laughs> basically you, you, you get it listed on Wednesday. It's tested, tried, and true for over yeah. a decade. <laughs> yeah, you list it on Wednesday, get it out, and then by Sunday you're ready to roll. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep, and then we have printed flyers ready for the open house, um, you know, that we will hand out to people. And the only other planning we do is we would also print out kind of like a, a CMA or a neighborhood activity for everything in the neighborhood. Because a lot of times people will just come by and they're curious and then they're like, well, you know, well, actually we were looking for a two-story with right. a game room, and but we, we just wanted to see what this one had. And so if you have that list right there in front of you, you can easily pull it out and be like, hey, so 
there's this one on this street, there's this one on that street. Do you want me to set it up right after this? And I could show them to you. Right. And then you can land that client as a buyer, you know, immediately and don't let them leave, right. you know? Um, so knowing the market is also really good, you know? But, um, and then also, you know, at White Glove Realty, we always want to take it a look to another level, you Top know? Not service. <laughs> so we may plan to bring some bottled water, bake some cookies. Oh, okay. Pies. Okay. Well, homemade pies are for our clients. Oh, okay. After they're they so close. good, though. They're so good. I know. They're addictive. Yeah. Like, they're, they, they literally are. I had the chocolate pie. The chocolate pecan. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that thing is crazy. And how did oh, you get that pie? A referral. You referred? I, sent, I, I got you a deal. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, that's um, a closing gift that we give all of our clients. And so a lot of times they'll call us back and be like, hey, can we get another pie? And we're like, no, we can't sell them. We don't want to get a food license or anything. Yeah. But guess what? If you refer us a client, then we'll give you another one. And yeah. <laughs> and they're so they're so good. They it's worth good. every every bit of it. <laughs> If it was easy to bake up little baby pies, you know, bites yeah. or whatever, we would every every weekend. Yeah. But I don't know. My mom might get too tired. Yeah, because she, she she works hard when she does those pies. I know. Yeah, she gets after it. I know. That kitchen gets crazy. I think last month she had to bake like 21 pies. Whew. <laughs> yeah, she gets after it. Yeah, it's good though. Yeah. So um, other planning for an open house, you know, sometimes open houses can be hit or miss. So knowing that, um, I train my team to bring some type of learning or personal development book or training manual with them so that if no one's showing up, they have something to do and they're Mm -hmm. actually being productive with their time. Right. So sometimes, you know, I have a two-hour um, training at, at an open house because no one's coming. Hey, you know, yeah, um, but you utilize that time. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I but I, I would imagine that there are some open houses where you have ten people there. Oh yeah, I had an open house one time where I had five people show up and all five people became my clients. Wow! And I sold the house to one of them, and then all the other. Now four, that is a good day. It was a very productive open yeah, house. Yes, two hours time period. <laughs> That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then while you're doing your open house, um, you can also market yourself. So a really easy way to do that is to do Facebook Live Mm. and do your own tour of the home and take them through. So if there's people that couldn't make it out to the open house, they could actually join in on the open house online. Right, right. So you can kind of take them through, give them a tour, share what you love about the property, and then invite them to stop by in person. See, that's that's the power of of technology. And then instead of having five people come to your open house right. or two, you got more eyeballs looking at you it. You just had a hundred people that's look right, at it. That's right. So that's yeah. a really great way to market yourself and market the property. That's powerful. And get it out there in front of more people. Very powerful. You know. And then once you do that, you can post it on YouTube if you have a YouTube channel, or you can boost the post for that zip code or that school or whatever right? to where you're zoning in on the people that would be interested in that property. Okay. 
That makes sense. You know, I, I just I just think that this type of marketing just really, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day who is a, a veteran uh, real estate agent and investor, um, guy I respect a lot. And we were talking on, on Facebook chat and, uh, you know, he asked me, he's like, hey, man, how, how many deals have you been doing? You know, blah. Yeah, and I told him, and he's like, "Man, that's awesome." He's like, "What?" He's like, "What kind of marketing are you doing?" He's like, "Are you are you doing any sort of outside the box marketing?" I was like, "Dude, I I door knock, I cold call, and I drive for dollars." He was like, "Wow, that's the straight up old school basics, but it works. It does. It works, and you build on that." Now the thing is, is you you don't necessarily want to only do that, mm-hmm. but that is the foundation. You get that rolling, you get that moving, because that's going to produce deals. Mm-hmm. And then you do the crazy stuff, right? You know, mm-hmm. you want to throw some bandit signs out. You want to do some, you know, Facebook ads and, and paper clicks and, and, you know, do some... What about marketing your brand? What do, you, what do you mean about, what do you mean marketing my brand? So, like, if you're going to do bandit signs, like, right. I remember back in the day when We Buy Ugly Houses yep. was just on bandit signs. Yeah. And they didn't have billboards yet. Right. And they didn't have any commercials on TV or anything. It, it was just a small company yep. doing what you're doing. That's right. You know, um, but they had a unique name. Yes. So, do you think that wholesalers should brand themselves? Okay, that's a great question. Here's my thoughts on that. Yes and no. Okay. If I'm able to spend, just say for example, $5,000 a month on bandit signs, Mm -hmm. if if my business is at that level, absolutely brand yourself. Brand yourself. Make sure that all those signs look identical and it's very specific to your brand. Mm -hmm. Because you're dealing with a, a, a mass volume of signs, and you can really get it out there. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you can only do 300, 400, 500 bandit signs, do not concern yourself with branding. Just get it out there and get those signs in strategically placed areas. For mm-hmm. example, I did one bandit sign uh you know, camp, or even want to call it a campaign. I mean, it was only 200 bandit signs, and I, I, handwrit- I did them handwritten. Mm-hmm. I strategically put those signs out, strategically. I didn't just go out there and just start slapping them up on stuff. I put them out in places where I knew that people were like the right people were going to see them. Mm-hmm. I got two deals. Wow. Okay. Now, I did it another time. Handwritten signs, okay? 200. Hired some guy, right, to do it. What did he do? Well, great guy, nice guy. He put my signs out where he put all the other guys' signs out. And number one, all the signs got picked up. And number two, I got two calls, and they were from buyers. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, listen, if you only can do 200, 300, 400, 500, even 1,000 signs, do not concern yourself with cute branding. Get Mm -hmm. the signs out. Now, if you have the money and the marketing ability to truly do high-volume Definitely brand yourself because that will pay off. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You know. Well, I, I guess it's about your overall plan and your yeah, goals. It is. So if you already know that you want to grow a team and make it bigger, then you may want to consider branding yourself in the beginning. For and sure. And then you could grow from there, you know? Yeah. Brand yourself on social media for sure because that's free. Yeah, a hundred percent. But when you're out in the in the in the tangible world with bandit signs, because that costs money, <laughs> just get them out where people can see them. And then, but you know, eventually, you do, you definitely want to brand yourself. It's very important for sure. Yeah, 
I think for agents, it also depends on your overall plan. Um, you know, when you brand yourself, and well, I think we should have a whole entire episode on branding. I agree, hundred percent. Because there's a lot to cover with that. Yep. But um, I will say, doing open houses, door knocking, you can share your brand at yes, both of those absolutely. events absolutely. easily if you create and plan ahead. That's and right. Get it all, and you're face to face with people, and it's it's way more powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. One hundred percent. Well, cool. Anything else you want to add? Just do it. You know, listen. If you're a new wholesaler, you're a new investor. You know, you want to get out there and want to get a deal. You want to make it happen. <laughs> you know, go get her. Okay, <laughs> just go knock on the doors. Just do it. I see so many people avoiding it. Yeah. Just do it's it. Kind of like the last episode, cold calls. People just want to avoid it. And, you know, it's like, why do you want to say no to a paycheck? Man, I'm going to tell you, it's my last input. Listen, I, I'm telling you right now, if I'm a, if I'm a wholesaler and, I, and I've, I've met, you know, wholesalers that have not ever wholesaled before and they've been in the space for two, three years, and I tell them, what have you done? Well, I've done mailers. I've done, you know, uh, social media campaigns. And I'm like, you never done a deal. You need to go see people. So what I would do is is focus on 50 doors, start with vacant properties, absentee owners, get 50 addresses, go knock on all 50. I promise you, you will get a deal. I promise you, you will get a deal. Okay. Guaranteed. You heard it, my friends. Blake says and made a promise That's that it. you will get a deal. You And when you get that deal and it comes from, from this advice... You owe me at least five hundred bucks. <laughs> that's my. That's or my. Or at least a shout out. Yeah, a shout out plus five hundred bucks. Yeah. So Venmo me. You know what? Open houses are a lot. It's a fun topic. I love talking about open houses. Um, we will be putting out some training on open houses. Door knocking is an awesome subject too. It's a great way to connect with the community. Yep. You know, invite people to events. You know, invite people to your open houses, you know, invite yep. them to show their, your, their home to you so you can try to sell it for them. Yeah. Um, but ne- the next episode, um, why don't we talk about mailers and farming? Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. So if you guys have any questions about mailers or farming, you know where to reach us at Real Estate Power Talk on Instagram or Facebook. And we will go over your questions on the next episode. Awesome. Let's do it. Have a great week.